Welcome to the AIRL podcast, the show where we explore the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and its impact on our lives. I'm your host, Mark Kelly, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. Each week, we delve into the cutting edge developments, breakthrough technologies and innovative applications of AI right here in Ireland and beyond. As Ireland emerges as a global hub for AI research and development, we're here to bring you insightful conversations with leading experts, entrepreneurs and thought leaders who are at the forefront of this exciting revolution. So get ready to expand your knowledge and be inspired by the incredible possibilities that lie ahead. But before we dive in, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what you hear, we'd love it if you could leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Together, let's spread the AI revolution. It's Mark Kelly, founder of AI Ireland. I hope you're doing really well wherever you are in the world today. I'm pleasure to have Paul Hunter. Paul is head of advanced analytics at AIB. Paul, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for having me. Paul, would you tell us a little bit about your role in AIB? And before, actually, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your journey before you got into AIB. Okay, let's start a little bit from the beginning then, and I'll try and accelerate this mark as quickly as possible, but there is a point here and it's maybe around career journeys, which I think is really important for listeners to really understand that journeys aren't linear by any means. So I would have started off with a law background, took an opportunity um, back in my first job working for Capita on a BC outsourcing contract on a BI secondment very much crash course learning of data and analytics there um really really learning a lot around leadership at a very young age as well i had to manage a multi-site wind down i had to look after contract rebid and development of kpis for new slas you know a lot of learning very very early um moved from there into then grant thornton where i worked in a debt portfolio management service. And that's where I started to get quite deep into coding and learning data analysis and database administration. Would have built out then from there a treasury cash handling database in .NET. So um, really again, broad breadth of learning happening there. And then I moved into banking back in 2016, joining Ulster Bank. Ulster Bank then, um, as some of your listeners may be aware, are part of the wider we're part of the wider NatWest group. Obviously, they are going through a wind down in Ireland at the minute, and that would have been part of my motivation for leaving Ulster Bank. But at Ulster Bank, I would have gone in there as a almost a minister without portfolio, looking for value opportunities with data and analytics and really RPA and automation, because a lot of what I would have done back at Grant Thornton and laterally watch portfolio management, where we did a management buyout, would have been quite broad across automation as well, but found um, really, really rich use cases and high value use cases in Ulster Bank that started to translate into a portfolio of work that ultimately led towards my role, which was heading out analytics for the retail bank of Ulster Bank and really leveraging the capabilities and scale of NatWest whilst there. So coming to today, I work in AIB, as you say, is head of advanced analytics. It's an enterprise facing role, looking at the opportunities that AI, machine learning and data science can bring for the organization. I love you gave that background because it gives you 
a wider view rather than sometimes when you come in specifically narrow, maybe computer science or whatever that might be within the world that you're doing, you might get a particular perspective. But when you're actually looking at it from a few different views and probably dealing and liaising with different stakeholders, it's definitely more broad. And it's interesting you said about linear and my day-to-day -day role is within within staffing and, and working with people with their careers. And very few of the people that I'm working with day-to-day -day have had that really kind of linear sequence. They've always kind of done a variety of different tasks that kind of make them kind of more all around us. And I definitely think it helps for, for, for empathy as well when you're looking to try to problem solve. Tell us a little about the, the work in the team uh, that you have within AIB. And if we can then move on to some of the interesting projects you're doing in data science and machine learning. Yeah, so today the team we have is very different, I guess, um, than the team I would have inherited. We're trying to be much more cross-skilled and T-skilled today, and that's a wider ambition across technology in AIB. We've played a part in that. But I guess where we're at today is recognition of some of the things we might touch on later, Mark, in terms of being outcome-focused and being scalable. But our team today is a blend of data engineers, emerging product owners or delivery leads, and data scientists of different levels. What we're trying to take forward is greater end-to-end -end ownership of outcomes and what we do. So that means that in future we'll be even more cross-skilled. We'll have more by way of ML engineers. We'll have pretty much a cross-skilled slick operation, which is aligned to what we're trying to do across the CTO and AIB, which is the formation of agile tribes and squads and chapters. Ultimately as well, we're looking at leveraging techniques such as DevOps, it's a key part of what we're trying to do within the advanced analytics world around optimizing and automating the machine learning and end life cycle. So that's the team that we have today. It definitely is a journey. The team tomorrow will look different and it will continue to iterate and change to become more effective, but it's been positive change over the last two years. Tell us about some of the problems that you have solved and working aligned with the business to be outcome focused, because unfortunately in the world of data science um, in the past and you know still currently, it can be sometimes kind of chase the problem that's solved, but doesn't necessarily move the dial too far. And it can actually usually have the opposite effect because the morale drops because you've successfully done something that has very, very little impact in terms of business outcome, which leads to frustrations all around. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of closely aligned with understand those key objectives and then working to help uh, solve them. Yeah, no, Mark's a great question. So um, I'll probably not go into the specific use cases we're working on. We might touch on one or two as an example, but I think more fundamentally, we needed to become closer to the business and move away from being seen as a demand led function that historically built propensity models for business leads, for example. That's what the team USP would have been. But it was, I would say this across the landscape of what we tried to change over the last two years in AIB more generally than just advanced analytics. And it was to become value-led as opposed to demand-led. So a big part of that was establishing a value framework. The value framework was something that we built to asked basically quite simple questions. So what is value and how do we define it? How do we prioritize what value is? How do we 
deliver a methodology that allows us to deliver value at pace and at scale and to back out where we are not going to deliver it. How do we then measure value? So that idea of attribution and experimentation and iteration. And then lastly, how do we set up for long-term value? How do we create foundations, whether it's through data acquisition or strategic thinking in terms of platform and tooling to be even better at delivering value? And coming back to your question around that business engagement, you're dead right. Um, what we wanted to avoid was development of POCs or POVs that ultimately didn't go anywhere. And a part of that friction comes from a team of technicians understanding the art of the possible and thinking they understand the business problem. But that delta doesn't often, often get bridged well unless you really understand the business problem. So a key part of what we're trying to do is to get close to work with our business partners across different product and proposition lines to really sit down with them, usually around this time of the year to understand their strategy coming into the next year and translating their strategy, their blind spots, their opportunities into data and analytics initiatives. And that crosses the different domains within data and analytics. And that's something I think we've done really effectively. It's still a journey. We've had to look at this through smaller lenses of stakeholders that are very close with us and making that work and then translating that out and showing the value of that at a wider scale. And we're in that transition period at the minute, but we're really developing a very robust ways of working with our business stakeholders to work through that value framework. As I say, it's a journey. We're still on that journey, but we're a lot clearer on the reasons why we're doing things. We're a lot more connected with the business around understanding the value drivers of that. We're really close to understanding upfront and early the feasibility of those things so we don't get bogged down in them and we can back out at the right time. We're getting much better at monitoring and attributing the value of analytics. Again, that's crucial for maintaining that business buy-in. Yeah, you gave a really comprehensive answer, which is brilliant. I think when you always, when you think about data science and the team, sometimes there could be a them and us. And you mentioned that kind of T-shape, understanding the big business needs, having that kind of empathy. What you find is, as those different projects become more successful, word of mouth spreads and more projects start coming your way because people on the ground are feeling the positive energy from that. Because a lot of the time people in that business are time poor, you know, you know, they're under pressure. Now we have to do more or less, you know, it, 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 more than ever. So, so it's trying to take that into all your considerations and then really developing those different parts of the brain to kind of say, actually, this is what a solution-minded individual looks within our team, and this is what the expectations is. And, and then you can take those case studies and then roll them out across the business. And, and the world that we're living in, this is what is expected now. And there's companies that, that can successfully do this are gonna be the ones that are, that are gonna thrive. Um, anything particularly come to, to mind in terms of, you know, and I know you don't need to give names or projects or anything like that, but maybe kind of return on investments that, you know, projects being delivered allow, enabled reduced downtime or, or, you know, inventory or reporting, anything that can be good for listeners to, to kind of take on. So I don't necessarily want to go into specific use cases. What I'd rather probably talk about, Mark, is more around the process again of getting us to the position to be much more scalable. So you talked a good bit there around that sort of chicken and egg scenario of once you start to prove value and you get the word of mouth, the interest in what you do becomes more wider. You need to then scale because you're not necessarily 
going to grow your team to scale to reach those opportunities. And I think there's a really important bit to articulate around if you're making a change at a local level in terms of how you work, whether it's more cross-functional or cross-skilled within a delivery team, such as say advanced analytics, what you start to do then is to showcase in a mature organization like AIB, the opportunities to change how we think about solution design upfront. I'll give you an example of something that we haven't yet delivered, but ties into what we're working towards. And it's really looking at really the theme of document scanning, document processing. So I've looked again at sort of a strategy from one of our business lines around how they're going to deliver business value in a business area. I don't want to really get into the detail, but the idea really was let's put money into people resource because this is a people problem. And how we've changed, I guess, the delivery mechanism and the engagement mechanism with the business enables us to have a presence in terms of translation of strategy and funding requests and actually to step in and say, did you know? Firstly, there's a technology solution that would exist in AIB today. That technology solution I would see is waterfall um, in terms of a historical way we would do something with multiple teams doing different parts that will lead to the right outcome, but in a very long timeline with quite a bit of cost. Part of what I'm trying to showcase here in AIB goes a lot more strategically around platform people, technology change, and let's say cloud's a decent example of that, where cloud enables us to then look at that same problem and say with very minor resource with a data scientist and ML engineer and a data engineer, we could do that technology solution that AIB is capable of today, but we could do it in a much faster way at much reduced cost. And we get, we've built up the credibility through optimizing our delivery methodology and strengthening our business engagement to propose running that as a POC. So that's something we're doing today. It's probably more important to state that's where we're at on our journey as opposed to having a whole suite of use cases that we've built through MLOps because this is again a journey and we've had to take this business along that journey and show the value of it incrementally. Do you find that the employees feel more engaged because they're developing a variety of different skills and kind of business acumen? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think everyone in any organization needs to understand the purpose of what they're doing. And that is something that we've really empowered our technicians to do, which is to get much closer to the business, to understand their needs, to understand, to create a framework within our value framework of being really clear on the value proposition before we even start. So that business translation and that understanding of business needs and what we define as value is really empowering then for say one of our data scientists to go off then and define what the requirements are in terms of data, in terms of the types of models we might or to iterate through, the types of results we'll be looking for in terms of accuracy. They really start to own that outcome a lot more. And where we're at, I guess, as well, in terms of trying to develop a multidisciplinary team is that's a journey to try and sell the need for multidisciplinary. So we've had to then develop some of those skills within our data science community, for example, visualization, storytelling, engineering, business awareness. You're giving our guys that T-skilling sort of environment and the opportunity to pivot and play really effective roles at pace. Yeah, because you may know the answer, but it's articulating that into the language that people understand 
and then they're actually going to impact it to actually want to go on the journey with you. So that influenceability is a skill that you need to develop and you have to work on and be very conscious of the audience that you're going through as well. Absolutely. And even just to touch on that a bit more, because you into part of data and analytics that's, I think, increasingly important and very close to my heart, which is storytelling, influencing. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is to influence an outcome. We want to be purpose-led and understand what the purpose is of what we're doing. And where I think technically there's been limitations, I guess, in terms of practitioner roles is translating what they're doing to a business outcome in language that the business care about and understand. And it comes back to your problem statement earlier of people, technicians working in echo chambers, being really happy with what they developed and it going nowhere, in which case there's no value to it. But we've developed then, and we're in the middle of developing a framework for effective data storytelling. So understanding firstly why it's important, understanding then the types of stories that we want to tell. They might be playbacks of results, they might be developing a business case, they might be spotlight presentations. We're trying to put foundational sort of themes in place of what good looks like and then to templatize as much as possible to actually automate. And this comes back into, you talked a little bit on the outset around the agile mindset. Um, you know, and not even compare that to Waterfall, I think much more deeply around Agile and Scrum methodology being understanding what holds us back and actually putting really effective plans across the whole spectrum of our delivery to consistently improve. So it's a big theme for us today, storytelling and influence, because that helps us then realize value and generate value opportunities. Yeah, we, we all love some storytelling, right? And you take those fables, they always get us all the time and people love love that. And I think we're we're an island of storytellers. Paul Hunter, head of Advance and the next AIB, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks so much, Mark. I really enjoyed that. Membership of AI Ireland placed your organization at the center of the fastest growing technology sector in the world today. As a member, you'll have access to our diverse and highly engaged professional community, which is committed to driving artificial intelligence forward in Ireland. Membership of AI Ireland is for any organization, including data and analytics. We offer memberships to corporate, government and SME organizations. Interested to find out more, contact mark at AIawards.ie.